Good evening, fantasy footballers and the gents across the universe. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymel. And sitting to my left tonight is the debonair, bald-headed Mike Wielden, the Cajun Raider. So on 4th of July, I was watching ESPN, and at the bottom it said, Nathan's hot dog eating contest has been is in a weather delay. Weather right. delay, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why? It's outdoors. It's outdoors, man. Move it Coney indoors. Island. Like you're eating hot no, dogs. No. Did you ever watch it? Yeah. I watch it every year. Do you watch it every it's year? It's disgusting. Do you watch it every year, though? No. I can okay. barely get through any year. It's 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 just one of those things, man. Like, it's the, it's a tradition, it's on the boardwalk, man. man. Yeah, it's, it's tradition. You can't put it inside. Yeah, the boardwalk's not in the indoors. No. That's how it works, Mike. Yeah. And, Come on. And you don't want to get struck by lightning with a couple wieners in your mouth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Some people pay well, good money for might. that, actually. <laughs> he might. All right, and sitting to my left slash center tonight is going to be the ruggedly handsome man, Steve Vega. Thank you, thank you. Uh, otherwise known as United States of Trejo. That is correct. I did forget to mention that. That's a that. cute name. Can you give us good a background? Good to have you. Why do you call yourself that? Yo, the coolest person ever and my role model, Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. Yeah, former okay. inmate turned I mean, uh, boxing enthusiast and started teaching boxing to the stars, correct? Exactly. Former right. gang I mean, he, member. He was uh, stereotyped to play a Mexican gangster on his first movie, uh, but he's made the most of it. He's uh, Read his biography, read uh, watch his movie. He's an inspiration for sure. Didn't I hear that he got onto his first movie? He like blackmailed that director who owed him drug money? So... The story goes the the cartel was involved. Okay. And he was like the middleman between the cartel and the director. The director was making the cartel boss look bad. Trejo had to step in, you know, to prevent some uh, bloodshed. bloodshed. Yeah. Nice. All right, there you go, Danny Trejo. All I knew about him was Machete. I didn't know any of this. And I never cared to look it up. I could care less. I just thought it was some sort of wrestling thing, believe it or not. Because I know you love wrestling. Every oh, time you do your intro songs, it's a bunch of gay wrestling songs. <laughs> so I just wanted to see if it was still related to that. He means happy. I'll wrestle happy you right now. Oh! Well, I mean, what are we wrestling for? And and what are you going to do? Pleasure. Like, what are you planning on doing to me? Satisfaction. <laughs> then I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> he starts on top, Vinny. Yeah, you can't, you, can't get me, you can't get me out there for that. Why is everything about violence with you? Trejo? <laughs> get it? <laughs> I don't Violet know, trail. man. Okay. If you look at me, I'm the biggest mofo you see, but <laughs> everyone we? wants to challenge me. I never challenge you. I've never challenged you. Cajun. Yeah. Cajun this challenger? guy right here. Yeah. 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 It's always the smallest you challenge guy in the him, Cajun? Exactly. I want to kick his ass right now. He'd wear you out. I don't think he could hurt his beard. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's not moving. Yeah. All right, so sitting across from me, as usual, is the cash. How you guys doing tonight? Great. Great. Give it to us. Yep. I feel like I always pick on the Chicago Bears. Because <laughs> you do. 1932 Chicago Bears. Through oh. the first four games of the season, only gave up two points. Three of those games out of those four, they also had shutouts. Their record through those four games. They lost. Oh, shit. They lost, didn't they? Yep. 
Zero, no one, and three. They didn't win a single one of those games. Wow. They lost one of them and tied three, and had only given up two points through those four games. Damn. Did you know this that? Is, this I is, did not know that. This That's is normally atrocious. where I would talk about the evolution of an athlete, but I don't, we're not going to do that now. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say the athletes of yesterday are not the athletes of today. Yeah. Wow. It's a big difference. That's incredible. That is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was almost 100 years ago, man. Right. They were all equally right. unathletic. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't that's know. true. That's, that's pretty bad, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, and the football was probably flat. Like, right. they didn't have air pumps back but, then. I mean, you just did a jerking off motion again. Yeah, and it was short. And remember the theory. <laughs> yeah. When you do that motion, the guys that go like this, I mean, they're stacked. The guys that do little short strokes like Josh pointed out, well, Cheetos. Would, they, would Babe Ruth make an MLB roster today? Well, we, I've argued with him on this and discussed this. I, I don't, don't think, think he so, does. I don't think he does. I mean, Mike he was awesome. I mean, he was 5'11", 200 pounds. He probably didn't lift a weight in his life, but he was incredibly talented. Baseball. It's completely unfair to judge yesteryear players against today's players, knowing what they know about training, conditioning. You're me a long no. Yeah, no. I, absolutely not. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing. People are born with that talent. So, I mean, if he was provided the opportunity that they have now... To enhance that talent? Exactly. No, that's so, it. But yeah. they, they didn't... I mean, black players didn't even play back then. That matters to me. There wasn't a Caribbean league back then. You know, like, the pool of players they were playing with were plumbers and electricians as well. I mean, that has to be factored in. Like, the best talent didn't actually play. I mean, uh, the, if you're going to ask if the, we can find the same it, question you know. about Babe Ruth, you would have to ask, would Josh Gibson, would... Jackie Robinson, would those same players stand a chance in today's game? The every single one of those players were either like they had dad bods where they got a little bit of a gut, or they were super skinny. Yep. So these guys are not coming out at six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds, chiseled, you know, rocked up, no. able to smash a baseball four hundred and sixty five feet. I, don't give me that Mickey Mantle shit. <laughs> so uh, sitting to my right tonight. As always, is going to be Vinny Gonzalez, the nation. I actually I like this baseball talk, man. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> We're gonna start a baseball podcast. Actually, we're gonna branch off and do it. Yeah, yep. really? No. Yeah, Vinny's no. gonna lead it. Uh, Vinny is looking for listeners and uh, people that are gonna sit in with him. Lord. All right. All right. So, guys, it was Fourth of July this past weekend. Did everyone light off fireworks? No. 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 Okay. I Raider, did you do anything? Yeah, I watched the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Me and my youngest daughter tried to watch it, but we kept doing this. Are you grossed out? Like were you we trying to keep a, pace? Is that what you were doing? You no. had your own hot dogs. You brought like twelve. Uh, just, I can't. Uh, the dipping in the water grosses uh, me out. That's the, the bun problem. in the water that's grosses the me out. That's the one thing that gets me to see them take the bread, dip it in water. That's how it slides down, it down the gullet. Not yeah. nice and easy. No, no, no it needs it's to gross. slide down. Let it. Let it just. You got to soften it. Joe Chestnut, man. There's no way he can. Is he going to live a, like a full healthy life? Because it, he every year he's averaging about sixty two dollars a show. Is that one what year it he is? Sixty three, seventy three in ten minutes with his record, I think. Yeah, I saw him Something on. Crazy. I want to say it was Man versus Food one time with like Adam Carolla, and uh, it showed him take down a four pound burrito. in like twelve minutes or something, he did the same thing. He didn't even chew. He was just taking massive bites and swallowing. Massive bite swallowing, massive bite. But they have to train their stomach. This isn't like they're just going in like, oh, yeah, I had breakfast yesterday. I'm really hungry. No, five days a week, Monday through Friday, he's chomping down dogs. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure Vega can do this. (laughs) Yeah. With his experience with wieners, you should have no problem. So take wieners out of the equation. Oh, wow. (laughs) No, back back in my college football days. Oh, boy. It was like 2005. 
10 cent wing nights still existed. Now they're like a dollar wing nights, you know. Yeah. So as mean offensive linemen go out, and no joke, no exaggeration, 70 wings apiece. Wow. And no that kidding. wasn't that's even good. the most. Damn. Yeah. Right. That's that, that's solid, man. That's solid. That I, I struggle with 25, 30 nowadays. <laughs> 70? No way, man. Nah. My, my no. daughter asked me, like, Daddy, could you compete in an eating contest? I said, not that one, but crawfish? Absolutely. Let's go with the crawfish. I mean, anyone so can compete. what's the difference yeah. <laughs> between a crawfish head and a, and a wiener? Oh, there's a big difference, man. There's a big difference. There is you a difference between a wiener and a head. A wiener, yeah. I gotta tell you, you're massive either into difference. the head or you're into the wiener. It's one yeah. of the two. Any further than the head, and he's a lot of gag reflex yeah. on Mike. That's my. That, <laughs> yeah. that would be my fear. Like I couldn't do it because I would gag. Like I just the thought of no putting the wet bread that now, soggy now, hot for, dog. For Cajun, that the gagging thing doesn't even apply from what I've heard. <laughs> you know? Just close your nose like this. No, that's it, man. I think what uh-huh. it is is you have to lay down on the bed and take. What do they call that? The fireman train where they're just like handing it one after the other. They're all just going. <laughs> oh boy. Hey. Steve, Hi. how about you? Did you do anything for 4th of July? Man, I set my big ass down in a chair by the barbecue grill and just watched the kids have fun. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. What'd you cook? We had some brats with burgers and chicken. Okay. 70 of them? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play football anymore, so he's okay. in the 60s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Can't burn it off like he used to. Mm-hmm. Cash, how about you? Well, I came over here, had some good food, went down to uh, Katie's family's in Sebastian. We had, no, we had two cookouts yesterday, and then uh, we went downtown, watched some fireworks, and came back and lit some off at home. It was, it was a good time. Nice. I, I think the question you need to ask is, does everyone have all their fingers? Yeah. 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 All ten. Exactly. I was making uh, the children light all the fireworks, so I was good. <laughs> yeah. JPP. Yeah. I saw somebody on 4th of July got pissed off. They were in a crowd. They lit a firework, threw it in the guy's truck while he was in the truck. I Thing just went saw off. It. You yep. saw it? Thing mm-hmm. went off, dude. Guy got out. How bad was he hurt? I couldn't I tell know, by the video. I don't know, but it blew like the door open. Yeah, it blew like, I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's battery. <laughs> I mean, that's attempted sure. murder. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be ready to kill somebody yeah. if I was I'd, I'd still out out if you had a kid or something in there. Man, could there's you nothing that would stop you. Nope. No. Where, where was that? Honest, I don't Palm know. Bay. Was really? it Palm Bay? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, odds Holy are. It's <laughs> always something in fireworks in Palm Bay. If it's not the store blowing up, now it's yeah. people throwing fireworks. It was a Florida Detroit man. Truck. I'd almost guarantee that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We would do Finny, how about you, man? What'd you do? Well, Aquatica, and it was awesome. And then um, we did. Uh, we went to the firework display over in Eastern Florida on Sunday night, which I found odd. They did all the fireworks Sunday night. I'm like, why don't you do that on Fourth of July? I mean, I know it's during the week and all, but I don't know. Two days early. Nah, that's kind of strange. That's, that's not even a real Fourth of July. Right. I mean, they should have done that on Fourth of July. But yeah. we went anyway. We took all the girls. My friend was over, and we we all went out there. It was cool, man. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. All righty, guys. Oh, bearded. Oh, bearded. Uh, bearded went to a family cookout on Sunday afternoon up in BFE Orlando, which was like 20 miles off of 95 and 520. It was a ridiculous drive, but it was a lot of fun. Um, just all family, and then uh, yesterday had a we threw a chicken on the smoker, and then we watched some fireworks down at a Riverview Park over there in Melbourne. Riverview. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, we made sure not to uh, step on any needles or, you know, try and buy anything. We, <laughs> we had the kids run around barefoot. They, they <laughs> caught them all for us. Yeah, yeah, they got them. That's cool, man. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Well, as a reminder, we are doing our way too damn early rankings right now. And as we approach the season, it's getting, I don't even know if I can say way too damn early. It's just early rankings. And uh, we are still on our running backs. We should be breezing through these top 16 tonight. Uh, here in a few minutes, we'll be down to our number ones. And as a reminder, this is a compilation of everyone on this podcast. Uh, we did our best job to give you real stats with all the information that we have at hand. And obviously, this is going to change as it gets closer to the season. But for right now, um, this is where we're at. Last week, we left off with probably a laughable ranking for Jonathan Taylor at number 17. We feel with Anthony Richardson there, probably shorting him or overthrowing him on, I don't know, anywhere from 30 to 50 throws, that he'll still get about 18 or 20 catches, but it's going to be a far cry from what he had before. And uh, we just didn't like his chances, so we, we dropped him on down maybe a little bit too far because I think consensus right now is number four or five. Stop walking it back, bitch. We're going to stick to our damn yeah, numbers. we'll stick to it. Stop uh, walking no, it back. No, you guys were wrong on that one. Okay. We're not walking shit back. Yeah. yeah. Let's see how we did. Yeah, here we go. Well, right now we're at number 16. This guy came out last year. He missed a few games, but uh, he was an absolute beast when he was on the field. He gave 1,000% on every play that he was out there. For the Houston Texans, we are talking about Mr. Damian Pierce. We have him coming in at number 16, a very high-end number two. We have him locked in at 14.71 points per game. Consensus on him is number 18, so we're only at two spots ahead of consensus. How are we feeling about number 16 for Damian Pierce? Can anyone pound the table to make him a number one, or is this too high for anybody? Can we can we pass the ball immediately to our guest? <laughs> yeah. All right. Guest judge, oh, Steve Vega. Here's, here's why. Oh, Ferry said, I don't even have Damian Pierce in my top 17. Like, you may be way down your list. Tell us about Damian Pierce. All right. So, uh, I know this is a... Can you hear me? There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, pick out a new guy, right? Yeah. So... Baptized by fire. <laughs> 16, 16 to 20 is where I'd have him. I know they got CJ. I'm not a big fan. So, I they're going to have to use Damien. And, and D'Amico comes from 49ers. He's going to run and ground and pound. Which is where you won games, by the way, in my opinion. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. That's what you specialize in. <laughs> yeah. That's what you like. I mean, what about Devin Singletary? They signed him. He had, he, honestly, he was a very solid running back for Buffalo. Always solid yards per carry. Yards after contact, he was always a top 10 running back. They signed him to a three-year deal. He, he's solid. I'm not yeah. going to say he's an, an incredible running back or he should be a number two, but he's definitely a usable, even in real life, he's a usable running back who's talented. So I don't think your 16-20s far off base, especially no. if Singletary shows up to play, which he does consistently. Yeah. Well, and to succeed nowadays, you got to have a committee, and yeah. and that's how you keep guys healthy. I hate and committees. <laughs> do tell me about it. Every fantasy football player hates committees. No. Well, and they all want to carry it every single play. I get it. Yeah. And who are they going to throw to on the outside? Nico Collins, John Minchie, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz. Tank. Oh, yeah, Tank. Tank Dell. He could see some time in there. Yeah. I mean, it, we're able to spout off those names because we've looked at the rosters. None of those guys is striking fear into the heart of defensive coordinators across the league. So 
who would you game plan for with a rookie quarterback and substandard wide receivers? Seems like Davian Pierce would be your target. Right. Or yeah. maybe it's just me thinking that. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense um, unless you think CJ is going to hit the ground running as a rookie and they open the playbook enough, just enough to take pressure off the run game. That's that's going to be the key because if they play very, very conservative, you're right, everything's going to key in on Damian Pierce, but it's going to be, can CJ Stroud do just enough to take some pressure off the run game and utilize some of those young but talented weapons that he has? That, that's the key. I don't see it. I, I still think Damien, on virtue of volume alone, will finish somewhere between 15 and 24. Okay. Which puts him in solid Number two. middle, low end two. Okay. That's right. good. You know, and who in that division is going to stop him? Indianapolis does have a solid, solid defense. Shaquille Leonard comes back. And uh, he's manning the Colts defense. They're going to be solid against a run. And Tennessee, even though they haven't been great, um, I, I just got a feeling they're going to bounce back. I'm the only one that probably thinks that. They didn't add a lot to the ball, but I believe in the coaching. I think Tennessee can play better by virtue of better coaching. And then Jacksonville is just everyone's sleeper to win the division. And they, everyone's in love with Jacksonville. you know. And it's not just the offense. It's the defensive side of the ball, too. Like They got some names. They got some talent. We'll see what they do. But, yeah, you know. It's a, it's a pretty it's a it's a better division than people think. Yeah. All right. Well, um, on to the next guy, and we're gonna have to give an asterisk instead of telling you where we think he's gonna finish. We should probably be asking where could he go that he would be relevant. And if you haven't guessed it by now, that's gonna be formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, Mr. Dalvin Cook. We had him in at number fifteen. Going into this, we had a feeling there was a chance, and I think that's what this ranking shows. If he was still with Minnesota, he would obviously be higher than several of the names on this list at number 15. Uh, and I think we were kind of hedging our bets. So, is there a team out there that could sign him that he would actually be fantasy relevant on? Sure. Who? Before I answer this, have you gone? how far are you in listening to all the podcasts and putting the board bets out? How many do you have down right now? And for those listening, he's going through every single podcast. He's recording every single NFL bet we've made to keep track of them. I still got, I think, 22 episodes left. I've only got about four bets down. Okay. So I, I'd like to do something where we pick. We all have to participate, though. It can be a low dollar amount, maybe five bucks a person. I'm down. But you pick three destinations for Dalvin Cook. Okay. Okay. And um, I'll be the bank. You'll play me. Right. So okay. if you if the first destination he goes to, I don't agree with, but you guys all have it right. I have to pay you guys. Okay. However, if you get it wrong, you're paying me as long as I got it right. And then if it doesn't work out in the first slot, you go to this everyone's second slot. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You guys aren't betting each other. You bet me. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. So I'll go last. I have my three destinations. Okay. Okay. Uh, my first destination is going to be the one that had all the talk to begin with. Um, even though they drafted a chain, they've got two aging veterans on there. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem far fetched to bring in a talented running back to a team that has legitimate playoff aspirations. I'm going to go with the Miami dolphins. I would agree with you, but my, my question is why hasn't he signed yet? They said he's waiting to see, uh, what opportunities present itself he doesn't want to just go to the first team that comes to him he wants someone with playoff aspirations do you think that he thought he was going to command more money 
and that he's holding out for somebody to throw every, money at him. Every star or former star. Remember when Adrian Peterson finally became a free agent? He just thought people would back up the you know the Brinks truck and drop it off at his front door, and he was getting ridiculously low one-year offers. So does he? You don't think there's any chance that like a To type deal to Buffalo type comes out? He's playing with his brother James Cook in Buffalo. It's possible. It's not going to be my destination. My destination is going to be Miami, but That's it's it. possible. Is that everyone's first destination? So we only get one. We you got three get destinations, one. Mike. You can give your full three. I mean, you said you said Miami first. Who are your next two? If you had to have two after that, in okay. what order? You know? um, if I had to have two after that, I'm going to go Miami number one. I am going to go. Oh. I might need just a second. I wasn't truly prepared for that. I just well, in the meantime, Cajun, Raider? your first destination is Miami as well. No, I want to. I want to swerve. Okay. So I'm going to go with Cleveland. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. Why Cleveland? Well, I mean, Kareem Hunt no longer there. I mean, they they need like a they need someone else to fill that spot. I would like to make a side bet with you. <laughs> After all, this is done. Vega was your first destination. Yo, I, I, I think Miami's done. I think that's that's it. That's he, it. He's no, there's no need to get any no. other destinations. Here's the thing. He's a veteran. He, he right. doesn't want to do OTAs. He doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Why is, is Miami the only team that's going to make him not do OTAs? No, what I'm saying is he's not going to sign until training camp. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, say, it's like I don't D-hop. think any, anyone's gonna, no one's going to make him do OTAs. No, yeah. D-Hop, he's not going to sign until training right. camp. You know? Right, no, he's not doing OTAs. They're going to relax. They're going to get wine and dine and all so that. So we got Miami, we got Cleveland, we got Miami. And Josh, what's your first destination? First, first destination is Miami. Okay. Guys, wait, hold on. We're betting against him. But I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get my first one, too. We need to be, but we need to, like, we all should, you three should be picking different teams. No, because they're playing for themselves, not for you. Yeah, yeah. They got to be, I'm only going to pay the people that beat me no offense you, if, oh, if, gotcha. you went with cleveland so if cleveland's not the first destination miami is he I gets paid he gets like paid blackjack where we're all playing no against the house. How, how stupid would that be i have no odds okay. are you kidding me all right <laughs> absolutely not so we got miami cleveland miami and miami well no, do you want to change yours yeah why but hold on a second we did the same thing with d hop in a group chat on one ring and everyone you know people went a little different it's okay if you get it right you get paid you're the only one getting paid but if you want to go chalk because you're you're not really that yeah, confident no i'll stick i'll stick with cleveland let's just it's whatever you yeah. want to do i'm just saying if cleveland hits first you win yeah, that's it you know that's it i'll stick with cleveland i mean it's a low amount you're only getting paid five bucks it's a five dollar bet for me to you if y'all hit it i owe each of you five bucks if you guys miss and i get it you all owe me five dollars each that's, that's the way this works right. yep i'm I, my, my first pick is miami as well so i'm gonna move on Go ahead. Who's your second pick? My second pick is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I was going to okay. say. That's a good one. My second pick will be the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how he played this game. <laughs> that is a blown pick, bro. I don't get it. Go ahead. Okay, Omega, who's your second pick? If the Cowboys were smart... I don't think Pollard's a true workhorse, and they need that thunder to his oh, Hold on a second. I got to go back to Cajun. I'm not going to let you do that, bro. You're screwed. If Miami, if he signs with Miami, you're screwed. You lose no matter what. You got him in your second spot. They got him in their first spot. You he are, thought he was playing 3D chess. He just, he just, he just checkmated oh himself. Oh, my God. This is not so difficult. Here's my other two picks so we can move on to the next player. Um, the Jets. That's your Number second? Number two? Yep. Bills three. 
Okay. I'll make it simple. Jets are my second. Patriots are my third. Go ahead. This is a, a long shot, but I am going to go Kansas City as my third. Okay. Kansas that's City not too third. long. Who's okay, your third? I'm, I'm that's still a good confused. Spot. Like, so if, so if he went, like... If he goes to Miami, Vinny already picked him with his first pick, as did we. So it's that, the it's a push. Oh, push. So if man. he goes to I'm Miami, too stupid for so this just game. tell us your top three destinations. Give me your top three That's destinations. It. We'll we'll let you. Cleveland, Cleveland, Miami, and Minnesota. But in what order? In, in what Minnesota? order? Are you dumb, dumb? <laughs> Minnesota. What? Minnesota. <laughs> you know what? Fly me off. Scratch the whole thing. Go just forget <laughs> it. You ruined it. I mean, dude. <laughs> Dude, I, I just want to comment on this. I'm actually shocked Pat that I, I'm, I'm surprised that you picked the Jets. I didn't think anyone would pick the Jets. I like the Jets, actually. I'm too scared to put them first. I think he actually ends up with the Jets. But being a smart guy, I'd rather eliminate Miami off the rip. I think he goes to Jets. I think Brees Hall is going to bust a lot of teams, especially in redraft. And in Dynasty, he's going to ruin your team for the first half of the season. I like Dalvin Cook for the Jets. I think Aaron Rodgers plays one year. He's going to look at the coach and say, we can't win a fucking sophomore back off an ACL tear. He's that type of quarterback. He's a big bitch. He's going to want what he wants, and he's going to get what he wants. I mean, they got a solid rookie uh, running back coming in, Abanacanda. They also have Michael Carter. Cost no money. Cost no money. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but they also went out and signed. They gave Aaron Rodgers a ton of money. They did go out and sign. There was someone else. They have a ton of wide receivers. I could say the the same argument you're using. I can tell you, well, the Chiefs, same thing. They don't have any money. I I, I guess. But they all have money. I like Dallas because Pollard needs. He needs a number two. I'm not saying Pollard can't be a number one. I just don't see him as a 300 touch from the backfield type he's, of guy. He's never touched the ball that much. Yeah. I agree. I like that pick. That's a good one. But, I don't understand the Cleveland pick. Not to harp on you. I, I don't get the Cleveland pick, so to speak. I think Nick Chubb is finally going to be released. I think Nick Chubb is going to be a beast. His, his arrow is pointing up. I think they're going to give him everything he can handle. And for once, they're going to throw him the rock a little bit because Deshaun only throws it a little bit to running backs. Here's the thing. So I've been thinking about his Browns pick. Right. To me, that division is not won already by the Ravens. I think the Browns, if they sign Cook, could win that division easily. You think a backup running back is going to help him win that division? I think Deshaun Watson taking a step is going to help him win. If It, it all comes did down to me. Just, uh, skip over the Bengals in that right. division or what? I'm like, what do you mean the, the Ravens already have it, don't have it won? You yeah. mean the Bengals already have it won? Yeah, probably. Joe Burrow's going to bitch slap you, Steve. What <laughs> Man, you the disrespect on Cincinnati, dude. He should have sat smoke. next to, to Nation because, like, I think my brain, like, my lack of a brain can take over. It's infectious. I think the brain, I read the, I read a lot on the Browns with Jeremy Ford. I had added him in Dynasty last year. I added him again this year in the offseason. They're happy with him. They want him to be the backup. They're going to give him every opportunity. But it's Chubb's backfield. He doesn't need Dalvin Cook. They don't need Dalvin Cook. Chubb is year in, year out, one of the best running backs. He's just not sexy. Yeah, he's Jamal Charles, only bigger. Right. He's very good, man. He doesn't get the credit he really deserves in fantasy circles, man. He's just not sexy. Sure. You know? And You know who is sexy? Yeah, hit me. Your next running back on the list. Let's oh, go. my next my next running back is a big boy. Standing in at six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds. In the right corner. And red is going to be Mr. James, don't call me a stealer, Connor. <laughs> so I've always been a big fan of Connor. He's got good hands. He's he's a try-hard guy. He's he's not the fastest. He's not going to make the best cuts. He's a, he's a one-cut runner. But he's a big guy. And uh, he, he's a little bit injury-prone, but that also comes with the nature of the position. He consistently delivers solid-per-game 
production. So we have him in at 15.49 points a game. That is damn close to number one territory. We have him at number 14. Can mm. any Now, I know Vinny's not the biggest fan of Connor, but Vinny, tell me why. Why do we need to drop him down the list a little? Uh, this is a sell guy for me. It's not he has the talent. I think Connor is very talented. I agree he has good hands. He can definitely move the pile. He can get yards. He's a real try-hard guy. Like you said, I think that's the best way to put it. He does run a little high, but regardless... I think the offense in Arizona is the issue. I think it's going to come down to what do you got to respect when you're lining up on defense. And I think what they're going to say is, well, we got Colt McCoy throwing the ball uh, to the best receiver they have is Marquise Brown. And then the, you know, the, um, what's that guy's name? The slot guy, Deutsch. Yeah, Dorch. 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 Yeah, Greg the, Dorch. the Greg Dorches of the world. There's a rookie pick there that's going to come Michael in at Wilson. wide receiver. I think that he's getting some hype, but yes. hype or not, I don't care. No one's coming in there saying let's stop Michael White and uh, Dorch. Uh, so I, I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, a lot of pressure on the running back, and I don't think James Conner's going to be there long. I think uh, when they're sitting at you know two and six, they're going to be like, you know what, let's move off this guy. And not only that, this is a defensive-minded coach. Okay, so this is not an offensive mind coming in that has this great, great track record of running an offense. He has a great track record of running defense, and that's where his blueprint is going to be. So I think the offense will suffer as a whole, and I think Connor's going to be in another jersey by the trade deadline. I mean, I, I hope he does. He's a talented guy. Right. He, he's just been a little bit injury prone. Can anyone make an argument to put him in as a number one? Absolutely not. You guys have missed like. You guys have driven like a lot of these guys that aren't that great up way too high. Yeah, uh, you're, you're part of it there, buddy. Yeah, aren't you with us? No, not really. I don't yeah. understand how most of this stuff happened. Here's why I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I like James Conner. And there's not a million people that are going to look at our rankings this year and say, hey, this is where I'm taking James Conner. But if you look at his average ADP, look at his ADP right now. You're right about that, Josh. Yeah, you're, you're getting right him at a huge that. value. What is he, 20, I just had it pulled up. It was when Mike did 29th or 27th in PPR? He 25. In PPR leagues? Okay. <laughs> He's at 25 AD, consensus ADP at this very second. Um, I did go back and look at our consensus projections. The lowest guy on the squad must have been Wielden at 14 points a game. He was the low guy. And yeah. at 14 points a game, that still puts him, like I think, only like three or four spots lower than what he is currently. Yeah, no, give me him there. Uh, yeah. He's at least going to produce, unless he gets injured as an RB2. And if you're getting him in RB3 draft territory, I'll take it. Yep. And did they draft a running back this year? No. I don't no. think so. There's no. nobody. And, and what's Kyler's outlook? He should four be back after games, the pub. Man. Yeah, he yeah. should four be back after games. the pub. So – so those six games, backup quarterback's best friend is what tight end and running back. He can he catches about forty some passes a season. Exactly. But if they don't yeah. win, if they don't win, what then? If they don't win any of those games, man, they're, they're going to lose a lot of those games. That's the problem. So like when it's all said and done, four games pass, six games, they they say, should we risk Kyler Murray, or should we just go for the number one pick? I think they're going to say, let's not risk Kyler Murray in case we want to move him. Let's move Connor. Let's get a pick or two. There's a running back needy team out there about to make the playoffs, you know? So I, I got a feeling. Okay. I got a feeling. That's all. He's got know? a feeling. It's not the talent thing. He's super talented. I agree with yeah, yeah. you. I, I've drafted James Connor a couple times in my history, and I've been really happy with what he's done, you know? But it's just one of those things. The situation's tough, you know? Yeah. It, it, that's all. There you go. All right, guys. As a reminder, 
the official sandwich of the championship formula is Mash Hoagies. Located over on Malabar and... Anyone else? No, Minton Road. That's right. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> we don't know where our sponsors are. I know. <laughs> we actually made up sponsors last podcast. Yep, didn't we? Made up sponsors. We actually were encouraging people to sponsor us. So nobody heard that. I didn't get any of the. I checked emails. No nobody responses. Called? No, no one. Damn it. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So uh, Monday through Friday, they do have a lunch special where you get a half a sandwich, cup of soup, and or chili. And Ooh. how about a bag of chips too? No, you have to pay extra. Oh. Mike, they don't even... Remember the last time you went in, you said no, a la carte. Yeah. Value is for suckers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forget. I buy what bucket. I want for I, the price that I want. Yeah. He actually threw a $20 bill down and said, that's how much <laughs> yeah. I think these sun chips are worth, and he fucking bought them. The last time I went with him, he opened up a Kit Kat, snapped it in half, threw two away, kept two. He took a Reese cup, kept one, threw the other one away, and said, charge me for everything. This is all I want. It's that white privilege, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. So all right guys, we will be back in just a second. And we are back. Thank you so much guys. Uh, I knew it was only going to take us a second. I, I don't know what the hell Steve is doing. Uh, he w- had his finger in a can of tuna. He said that was his dinner, and that's all he could afford. And uh, we all felt bad for him. I offered him some crackers, but he said no. He likes it right off his finger, right, right. out of the can. And he well, rubbed it right under my nose just now. I just want to be sure. Tuna juice. Yeah, he also had his finger in his butthole <laughs> on his way up here. He was scratching his ass. That's, so. a, that's that dry mustard taste. You yeah. put that into uh, the tuna. Uh. I'm a white albacore guy. How about yeah. you, Steve? I you have know, to have as white long albacore. As in water? That's, right, right. It's it definitely water. Not but in oil? You don't do the tuna no, in oil? No, I don't no, need that. Can't do oil. oil no way. <laughs> no, wet albacore and water, man. That's okay. the best. There you go. All right. So, as a reminder, we were just talking about James Conner and how amazing he is, except uh, except Raider. He thinks he's a hunk of shit. But that's okay. We are on to another running back that he likes even less. This guy just signed a nice big fat contract over in Carolina, had a career season after scoring zero touchdowns just two years ago. He came back with a vengeance. He actually begged people not to take him ahead of the season last year. We are talking, of course, about Mr. Miles Sanders. Raider, please tell me why we have him ranked so high. No, I mean, right right here, this one isn't so bad as the other ones that we've seen. This one isn't that bad, honestly. Well, you got this one right. Yeah. We have him about 16 points per game. Where do you personally have him? Probably right right, right around there, 15, 16. Okay. All right. Trejo thinks it's bad. Trejo. Oh, really? Trejo. Well, please enlighten us. Why is yeah, this Trejo, bad? Please tell us. He just left the number one offensive line in the NFL. All right? He, what weapons do they have on the outside? To keep the defense honest, you know. Barcavius I mean? Mingo, <laughs> that's a weapon for you. And what about Tommy Tremble? Terrence another, Marshall. Terrence Marshall, man. Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall yeah. is going to is going to be something. I don't think he's going to be you know a uh, go to number one or anything like that. But what I'm getting at is these names we're throwing out. Someone's going to come out of this pack. Okay. The thing with Miles Sanders though is, yeah, he was in Philly, but he had no touchdown equity whatsoever. He never got goal line carries, it seemed like. No, he definitely he, did. Right? I'm actually with Trejo. I don't even know what I projected him at. I think he's a little too high. 
Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the touchdowns. Is, Did you see Sion on the touchdowns? Consensus is 21 oh, for yeah. Sanders. 21's not too bad. How many green zone touches did that guy have, Josh? I'm pretty sure you were uh, Googling and Yahooing crazy all these stats. He had 21 carries inside the 10, and then he had 11 carries inside the 5. Looks like he had 13 touches. Is that right? Does it say how many converted within the 5? or is that... um, He had 5 touchdowns from inside the 5, and then 8 touchdowns from inside the 10. It oh, doesn't damn. matter. Let me tell you, there was one running back that had like 30 wait, wait, wait. 30 green. Are you so. telling Miles Sanders had 13 touchdowns total? That's what I'm year? showing here. Oh, well, well, then, well, from inside the 10. Well, then I take it back. That's that's great. Then he's not going to – he's certainly not going to replicate that in Carolina. It's pretty simple. You're right. If he had five within the five and another eight within the – it's over. That's He had 13 touchdowns last year? Or is that like – Five of the eight came from inside the five, but it was eight total within the ten. Is I'm that, not sure how they break that down. Because right. once you, from inside the ten, he had eight touchdowns, and then you go inside the five. So actually, he would have had 13 f- touchdowns. He had 13 total. I believe so. Is no, that what you're showing? No, no nope. he, had, he had 11 total touchdowns yeah, last year. That's right. Okay, so, so they don't even break it. Yeah, so he had but even still, less. But still, your points made. He averaged 4.9 a carry, almost 1,300 yards on 260 touches. 11 touchdowns. Okay? Is he doing that in Carolina? Is he going to replicate that success? Is that offense going to give him that opportunity? No. I think he's going to have more carries in Carolina. Is he going to be as efficient? Obviously not. But I think where he loses in efficiency on the ground, he makes up for it in the air. I am not saying Miles Sanders is a number one. That's not what we're discussing here. Is Miles Sanders a number two running back? Right. I'm sorry, but a number one running back getting 80% of the carries, 80% of the receptions at that position, he is, for me, a solid number two. If I got So we have him ranked at number He's a 50. number four. He's a number four running back? Miles Sanders is number four? That's, that is no. literally that he's idiotic. he's number 48, bro? On our, he should 48? be number 48 on our list. There's 47 guys better than Miles Sanders. All right, Sanders. whoa, whoa. Uh, I, I'm going to throw a bet out there. Jesus. Give me a real number. Do, do you think he finishes? I'll give you twelve no, spots higher. Like, like he's he's in tier four. Like he's going to be drafted in tier. Like he's a tier four running back. What do I you can, you got to tell me? You, what you number do you right think? He's, where is he going to finish in the standings? He's not going to finish in the top ten or twelve. You're saying he's going to finish as a number talking, four running back. Tiers that are means different he for everybody. Be, our tiers are always different. That would different. mean he'd finish okay. 37 I'm, I'm, or lower. I'm always thinking tiers. Okay, well, don't think tiers. Give me a number. There's 100 running backs in the NFL. Where does he finish from 1 to 100? Which number? Where would you say? Ballpark. I would say, like, 41. I'll take the okay. under. No. Okay, wait. So I'm, gonna get, I'm going to say... No, I'm, like, I'm going to make this a real easy one for you. I don't I'm going to say bankrupt, bro. he finishes top 25. He finishes as a number two. So you're saying number 48. That's a three. I'm giving you the number three. I'm giving you a number four. I'm saying he finishes as a number two or higher. That's a, that's a lofty. Points per game. I say he finishes as a number two. <laughs> do that this easy. is a guy that does not want to even pay his mortgage Wielded? one day early. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I would strictly advise you not to do this. Pymel, don't get mad at me, but I'm trying to save him, bro. I, I'm going to do I this mean, every time when you go to make a bet. <laughs> Next time you put some shitty trade offer out there, oh, fourth and fifth for Bosa. I'm like, no, no, no. This I'm going to stop it. This you're right, I mean, Mike, hey, you really you're your own man. He's right. You want, Mike's right. If you want to do it, do it. If you I'm really say believe he finishes it, believe as it. A number two. You're saying he finishes as a number three. Hold on. Here's the real bet. Who finishes higher? Charbonnet 
or Miles Sanders some points oh per game. Oh my god. Yeah, there we go. No, no, I'm asking you. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is not a yes or no. This is this is not a yes or no answer. This is not open end. Yeah, this is you an open ended question. question. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is not closed ended. Was Josh that looking for? One. That's a good one, Josh. He needs a short essay about 200 words or less vocally. You don't even have to write them. Chardonnay. More points per game than Miles Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Plymouth to Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get scolded again. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care, man. I, I got nothing to say. I just. I'm so do you want to do like a like a little double or nothing <laughs> on the Roshan? So here's the deal. Roshan, now we're not even talking about Roshan. No, here we go. Said double or nothing. Here we go. If Miles Sanders finishes as a number two or higher, and he beats Charbonnet in points per game, you owe me forty bucks. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So it's a two-parter. Each one's worth twenty bucks. Done. Yeah. Lock it in. Where yeah, you got it, but just to be clear, the winner of the bet has to win both sides of the bet. You understand that, right? Yeah. Mike needs both things to happen. Okay. You get it, right? No, not really. I'm just making you, stupid we'll, we'll bets. Have, are you being serious? Ha- or I'll are you have it on the wall. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to make sure you at least know what the bet is really about in terms of how it caches. It I, only I, caches. I, really, I don't care. I'm just like having. What do you fun, mean you don't so. care, dude? You won't even give me a league fee for a league you've been in for 20 years with me early. If I ask you for it, yet you're just gonna make a blind fucking bet and put it on the board and not understand what the bet is. I'm just having. Welcome fun. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here to have fun. Welcome man. everybody, all our listeners out there. If you want free money, you just make a bet with the. Uh, there you go. Cajun. Hit me up. <laughs> I, I'm currently writing down this bet so Jesus. we don't forget about it because I'm tired of going back. Hey, hey right yeah. here, bro. Congratulations, bro. Thanks, Thank sir. you. That's, that's an easy lunch. I'm sorry I got in the way initially. Please forgive me. I won't ever happen again. Well, occasion, man. I, don't, I, don't, I love you, man. You're All right, my boy. so we're obviously a little bit divided on Miles Sanders. Is he going to be a number <laughs> one? Divided. No. Uh, is he going to be a number two? I think, cons- I mean, honestly, consensus says Wilden's right. Consensus has him at number 21. Well, no, I, he's still at number two at 21. Wilden's at in the 40s. Yeah, but he only has to finish at 20. Yeah. gave him like 20 he spots. He only has to oh, finish at 25 yep. or lower. 25 or lower, and, okay. and that's Mike's half of the bet. The other yeah. half is he, he still needs Charbonnet. Because if, if one or one hit, if it goes one and one, there's no bet. It's a wash. It's a wash. Yeah. So, so you got to win, win both parts. <clears throat> That'll be fun. All right, well, the next guy on the list is, uh, ooh, man, this has been a long, long time running. This is an old saying, never trust a New England running back. (laughs) Is this the year that we finally break that trend? Mr. Vega, you're sitting over there quiet. You look like the kid that's, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. No, no. I don't know the answer to this math question. The official Patriots basher. You yeah. got the right one. Go ahead. Yeah, I, He can't I, help himself. I hate the fucking Patriots. Oh, okay. But Me but, too. But, I do. I'm with you, bro. But Vinny, Vinny you're going to yeah. be happy with this, right? I'm always happy. Go I, ahead. I have Ramondre 11 top 10 Possibly. All right. Woo! So, O line, O line, top 15. All right. Patriots did not address the running back situation in free agency nope. or the draft. Let Damian right. Harris walk. Until Dalvin Cook gets there. Exactly. <laughs> He's a workhorse, and you're not getting D hop. So, you have no receivers. So, it's going to land all on Ramondre. Well, that part right. you're wrong about. But. And, and he could catch. Goal line is going to go up. 
It's easy. He's probably the best back in the AFC East. No problem. Even if Cook goes in the Miami. Yeah, I would take I, I would take Ramondre Stevenson over Brisson. I would take him over any Miami running back because if even if Cook goes to Miami, it's a clusterfuck. That's the problem, right? It's just there's so many mouths to feed over yeah. there. And then yeah, he's better than Damian Harris. He's better than James Cook. And Buffalo's their mo is not to run heavy anyway. You know, it's no knock really on the running backs per se. It's the system there. They, that is Josh Allen or bust. Buffalo plays a different brand. I just think the Bramondre argument is different for me. It's just that the offense is going to be much more um, competent under Bill O'Brien. Okay. I do believe D-Hop ends up there. I think it's just a matter of time. He doesn't want to do OTAs. I really believe that. If they're going to roll out Devontae Parker, DeAndre Hopkins, Juju in the slot, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, that's a lot of guys on offense that Bill O'Brien can do some nice things with. Mac is more than capable of distributing. He made the playoffs two years ago. Last year was a disaster, but he had two defensive coordinators running the show. Bill O'Brien is going to step in and give that team some legitimate offensive philosophy. It's going to make Ramondre better. The offensive line is certainly good. And I just see Ramondre doing very, very well there. And it just boils down to having a competent coordinator and getting a few more pieces in place. Namely, Gesicki, who is an extremely good catching tight end. He's not a blocker, okay? But you can send that guy up the seam. He can run a corner route. He can take a guy outside and run a fade. He's actually a lot. He's very talented. But he wasn't deployed as such last year by um, the evil genius that coach over there. What's his name? Uh, Mike uh, something. McDaniels, McDaniels, right? McDaniels, yep. Um, so I think this, you know, and even if DeAndre doesn't come, I still expect that offense to take a step forward. I just think DeAndre put them in a really nice spot because everyone would have their place in their in the pecking order. Okay, correctly. so so you're going to have Ramondre Stevenson at number thirteen. You go with that? Yeah, I'm, I I would say he's a he's a low end one. He probably somewhere between ten and twelve. Okay. In my rankings, if I ranked my guys, I think Ramondre takes a step back. He had 69 catches this past year. They have a new offensive coordinator, uh, coordinator who's they're gonna not want to check it down nearly as much to Ramondre. He had 89 targets. I don't think that repeats itself. Um, I think they checked it down out of necessity, not because they wanted him to have 89 targets because he was that much of a weapon. He had. 89 targets and 421 receiving yards on those targets. So it was just check down, stay out of trouble. Ramondre is setting you up for failure. You got to draft him ninth or 10th to get him. Is he going to produce higher than ninth or 10th? Chances are low that he does. So I'm out on Ramondre Stevenson at that price. So I... I think, you know, I couldn't find my notes from earlier, and now I realize that Josh Stolman is reading off of my notes with the yeah. 89 targets. Um, I do think he loses some catches, but at 1,040 rush yards, losing Damian Harris, I do feel that he probably is pushing that 1,200. He probably gets a few more red zone touches, but it would not shock me if his catches came back down to that 40-ish range, maybe 45. New offensive coordinator, I do, but... I still think there's a lot of value here. Last Where's year, the value? If you have to get him ninth or 10th. Where, where no, no, he's not ninth or 10th for me. No, I'm saying you have, based on his ADP right now, you got to draft him ninth or 10th. What's his fantasy pros ADP? Does anybody uh, know that? I think it's 25. 10. It's a, okay, ten. so yeah, it's re, if, if he... Are you going to get some value out of him there? For me, at number 10, it's a little too rich for my blood. He is ahead of Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne. 
and Jameer Gibbs. Who's in front of him is what I want to know. Give me the Tony four guys Pollard, in front of him. Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm comfortable with that. And I'm it, comfortable uh, with them. Just remember, I mean, as we're saying before, we, we really are splitting hairs here. You're talking a quarter of a point per game, a third of a point per game. I do have Najee Harris over him. If Brees, Ball, if Brees Hall was ready week one, I have him over him, and I do have Eddie in over him. I like Ramondre Stevenson, just not at number 10. I just The 40 catches, but I do see him getting about another 150 yards in the, on the ground and a couple more touchdowns. He's a good back. He's a very good back. If you can sure. get him like 18, 19 running back off the board, <sighs> not, money. He's Never definitely will not be there at Bre- that point. Brees Hall, though, the, the thing, I know you love Brees Hall, but I, I can't put Brees Hall anywhere near Ramondre. Coming off an ACL, he's not going to be himself. But more than that, he has way more competition in that backfield. Way more than what Ramondre has. I mean, it's, I don't I don't see anyone as a direct target to Ramondre's. Like, Pierre Strong was a really good running back at South Dakota State, and he might get some run, which is another reason I picked him up. But I don't see him eating into it enough. I, I do think, realistically, the catches are going to be scaled back because he's not going to get the targets. But I do see him getting enough rush yards and more green zone work and more red zone work with no one to stand in his way of scoring those high value touches so i think you might lose a little on the reception side but he gains more on the rushing side which makes him nick chubb and nick chubb finishes every year at 10 11 or 12 so the argument josh makes about value is really it's probably true yeah you're right you probably draft him at 10 11 or 12 but you're not getting probably better than 10 11 or 12 but if I tell you, you for sure are drafting the number 10 running back on the year, the number 11 running back on the year, make no mistake, that's still valuable. That's still really valuable, and you can build around it. And on the off chance we're wrong about the receptions, I want to say this. Now, not to call you out, Vega, but you've hated on the Patriots a lot, and you keep telling me they're not going to make the playoffs. Cool. Cajun, are they making the playoffs? Do you think they're making the playoffs? Probably not. The right. Patriots? Yeah. Yeah, there's an outside shot. Right, but you don't think they're actually going to do it. Plymouth, you think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs? No. No? Josh, you think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs? No. Okay. So, on that premise alone, the four of you feel the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs. Cool. That means they're trailing in a lot of games. Yes or no? They're not making the playoffs, guys. Are they trailing or not? They're trailing. They're trailing a lot of games, man. If they're not making the playoffs, they're losing a lot of games. So, if they're losing a lot of games, they're trailing a lot of games. So, they're going to give the ball to the running back. Well, what I'm saying is, if you look at all these modern NFL offenses, if you don't have premier wideouts that stretch the field, what do you do? You dink and dunk all your way up. Shit. That's what Tom Brady did for 20 years. So, yeah, you're, yeah, you give it to the running back. You're behind. You're behind. You check down until something opens up down the field, and you kill people with those check downs until they come up, and then, boom, you start hitting them in the seam. You start hitting them deep. There's a chance we could be wrong. I think the Patriots have just as good a chance as... I think they have a better chance than the Jets and just as good a chance as the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Now, say wow, what you want. really? I mean, last year the Dolphins went 9-8 and eight and the Patriots went 8-9. and nine. Dolphins didn't get that much better. They did not get that much better. Don't tell me Jalen Ramsey's going to go in there and change everything. Jalen Ramsey's not in his prime anymore, man. I mean, we're just looking at teams on paper and we think, wow, this team's loaded. They're going to win. But you got to put it out on the football field, man. And these teams Can in the AFC East... Can we do this bet? Like a $50... Not, hold on. The AFC East is going to cannibalize each other. That's another thing. That's another problem. It's like when you have a strong division. Yo, but you these just teams said that the other. Patriots have just a good, just as good a chance of winning they do, that so division. So how do you? How do you? Hold so on a second. That's it. Most wins. It, that's an easy bet. Uh, exactly. But I'm not a dumb better. I want odds. Hold on. 
Hold there's on. There's no odds, man. Of course you just odds. said that they no, have no, just as good odds. a chance. Patriots have a terrible chance according to Vegas. So how am I going to come in here and make a different book? Because you give just them said. Odds? I just feel that. I never said I was going to make a bet. I never said I was betting you. I Mike only told wanted to Vega, make a bet. Yeah, Mike wants to make a bet. That doesn't mean Vinny has to make a bet. <laughs> I, what did I tell you off air? Where did I want to make a bet? Uh, Bavada. Bavada. Right? Bavada yeah. and put it on who? Uh, Patriots making why? Playoffs. Why would I put it on the Patriots on Bovada? Because the odds. You get good odds. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, you want to give me fucking odds? You want to give me seven to one? I'm not giving oh. you odds. You just okay. you just you just sat I said, there. I said nothing you about making a bet. You just sat there and you said don't be mad because you don't be mad because you make stupid bets with no. Tom <laughs> No, bro. <laughs> don't be I'm mad. telling you, that's the easiest bet all day. You right. Just, you just sat right. there and said they have just as good a chance of winning that division. <laughs> in my opinion, in my opinion, not the, book, not the bookmakers, which is why I seek out the value in a book. You're not a book. You don't bankroll shit. Who you don't pay your mortgage until it's due. Las Vegas or New England? Who wins more games? No, I want to do this. Who wins like, more who's games? Who's going to win more games, Miami or New England? No, I don't want to take that bet because I don't want don't. the odds. So don't say I, those I, words. So don't say those words. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not my dad. Relax. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Slow down, bro. Know, know your place. Don't tell me what I can or can't say. What? What? Here's the bottom I'm line. I'm saying plant your flag, bro. If you're going to sit up here and say this. So every time I want to plant my flag, I have to make a bet. Because if that's the case, then you have a fucking thousand million bets to make, bro. <laughs> Just because I say something, that doesn't mean, oh, in order to plant my flag, i got to make a bet. Absolutely not. If I'm going to hold everyone to that fucking standard, then get your checkbooks out. we got a lot of bets to make. <laughs> That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Come by on, the way, man. I did go back and look. New England was number nine on the season last year in point differential, in in the good, meaning they I just were like the value. Man. They were plus seventeen. Yeah, they I, finished eight and nine, just outside of the playoffs, but they keep close games. There literally is only about ten teams in the league that are way up or way down. There was six teams that were ninety six points better. And then there was four teams that were oof, atrocious, that were 110 points or worse in point differential. Everyone else is pretty much in the same fucking boat. So six teams great, four teams horrible, all the rest pretty close. All those games are going to be pretty close. Um, I think we were on Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I think we all agreed he's a very good running back. He's probably top 15, maybe as high as top 10. We're all a little different on where we were, but our statistics that we input as a group we're all pretty close all about two points difference so mike i know you don't care for it but he was up there even on your seat even on your sheet i like your calm voice man i know you like that yeah you bring like a calming like yeah so uh the next joey, guy up on joey the, list the dinosaur is uh not joey the dinosaur <laughs> damn i like that book a lot <laughs> All right, so the next guy on the list is going to be also from the AFC East. This is uh, We're splitting hairs here, but we have Brees Hall. It looks like the four of us decided Brees Hall is going to come back with a vengeance. He is not going to start the year on the pup, or if he does, he comes back incredible AP style. We have him coming in at 16.62 points per game. He is going to be our very first number one running back, mm. so saith the championship formula is it too late to back out of that statement right I, yeah i don't feel yeah, good about it now i no. don't either not at all and that's what i was going to say this is one i definitely want back i just don't see it i you know saquon came back from an acl tear that was pretty bad in the first year he wasn't very good he's going to come back now maybe start on the pup he might not be himself and i really think there's a chance they can sign dalvin cook because they know this i i think they're looking at it like aaron Rodgers is going to play one year 
gonna play one year. Isn't Let's that why they drafted it. a Banana Canada though? Israel's I've, a real deal. I've heard sure. that. Yeah, Banacanda is it definitely in line. He to, doesn't think about now as anything. He thinks Banacanda's terrible. If Brees Hall is not anything. healthy and they don't sign Dalvin Cook, Banacanda is going to get some heavy play. Yeah, for sure. And so is Michael Carter. I mean, if, Michael Carter's capable too. Yeah, absolutely. Can we just jump over Michael Carter. Michael Carter's so capable. He's like, solid, he's, he's and good. he's got great hands. Yeah. I don't understand. Michael Car- Carter had solid draft stock. He was. Banacanda was yeah, highly touted by most experts. Seems like they would be okay if they don't get Dalvin Cook. But also, let's just say for a second that they are doing well without Hall on the pup. What is the reason no to rush. rush him back? Yeah, right. You're right. So yeah. if, I, this I think is Brees one a good dynasty asset. Mike. So if absolutely, let's put asset. it on the fly right now because all of us are in agreement. I don't know about Mikey's reading his Bible over there or something. Yes. <laughs> um, Psalms 15. Where, where would we where would we put him right now? We've had this was about a month ago or three weeks ago we made this. Where would you guys put him right now? How, since we all kind of feel the same way, would you drop him down into that Damian Pierce, Jonathan Taylor? Would you swap Jonathan Taylor? Honestly, I'd probably go lower. I'd probably have him closer to the fourteen points. Travis Etienne, Samaje P. Ryan, Ken Walker area. I'm not feeling good about Hall because I do think they ease him back in. I think you're right. I, Vinny, I, I, I think you're right. I think with all these things, fantasy related, when we're talking rankings and position of a player, as we get information, we're going to make up our, like, I like getting new information. When I get new information, I like to tweak what I said. So I'm going to say this, but if information comes out and they say they're going to play him week one, it changes my attitude towards him in redraft because he will be a volume play, but I don't think he's going to be effective to the to the point he was in his rookie year, which is why he'll be in RB2 territory. But if he misses the first four games and then he has to come back and work himself into football shape, I think we're looking at a situation here where he's going to bust some teams that decided to build around Brees Hall. Yeah. That's the problem. In redraft. In Dynasty, this is still a very valuable asset. You just have to know, hey, I'm going to buy him on auction day, but he's probably not going to help me year one to the tune of what he did his rookie season. I think That's if he comes all. back week one, I think his points per game will look even worse. I think there, really? it's probably going to be close right. to him. Like, ah, should we start him? We're going to just give him a few carries a game, oh. let him get in the back they in action. They did that with Saquon. They did yeah, that with Saquon, man, What is eight year. or nine carries in one For a target? Few weeks, yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to start Yeah, him. yeah, they said yeah. he looked good this week, and the yeah. next thing you know. Sucking balls. Yep. Vega, where are you at on this, man? Your eyes were just closed. I had to tug on your beard a few times to wake you up. So, I think no matter who's the running back for the Jets, they're in a situation where they're going to succeed no matter what. Because we know Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to his running backs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got a great defense, so they're going to be able to run the game out. Um, They have an offense capable of high scoring with their receivers. So no matter if it's Israel, Carter, or Brees Hall, I think they're going to succeed no matter what. And I think Brees Hall is going to be slowly eased back into it because they're not going to be forced to play him. RB2 for you? Yeah, easily right on that fringe. All right. Raider, what do you you have for us? I just have to go back to Abanacanda. Oh, jeez. Okay. Let's do it. Rated rated 1.5 on my scale. Okay. What's the guy that scale? 1.5 out of It's five. a Richter scale. Richter scale. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that scale sexy? Yeah. This guy runs tall. He runs clumsy. And he's just a straight runner. He has no cut. He's just, he's like, like he runs too tall. He runs clumsy. He doesn't know how to avoid. Yeah. In my 40s. This guy will not be anything in the NFL. 
That's a big statement. You going to make a bet on that, bitch? I will. Who wants to, who wants to bet that one? I, I mean, that, that's a that's long That's a very bet. ambiguous. But um, I disagree with you, but maybe you'll be right, man. Maybe in a year you're like, I told you guys, he sucked. You could be right. It's just not a great landing spot. Like, he could be right by default because of the landing spot. Because what if, like, Brees Hall is fine and then Michael Carter still does his thing? Do we really ever get to see him? That's another well, problem. That, yeah, that's a whole different story. That's why story. it's so ambiguous, you know? That's, like, another factor. That's why you can't bet on it. You know, it's just it's a hard one to quantify. I, I, I do think he's buried. I, I really do. I mean... I, I don't see how he gets premium touches unless Brees Hall misses a lot of games and they don't sign Dalvin Cook. So, and we didn't even talk about Zonovan Knight. He's still on the roster yeah, and he right. showed capable for a little stretch. Yeah, I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying like they could say, "Hey, we're gonna hand you the ball five times this game," and then that's why I carry someone else didn't get. You know, and okay. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a motherfucker. Bro. I don't. I don't want to pile on here, but Go I'm going to just a, a tiny, tiny bit. Banakanda. Measuring in at five foot eleven, two hundred and sixteen pounds. Strong dude. He was slash is. Um, so has everyone heard of Bijan Robinson? He finished yeah. third in the athletic score this past season. Cam Brown or er, uh, Brown, Chase Brown finished number four. Evan Hole number five. Charbonnet number six. Roshan number nine. Bigsby number eleven. You want to know who's one motherfucker? A Banacanda. Well, now this is on everything. For, Three cone drills, shuttles, the entirety of the athleticism score. He finished at a 9.88 out of 10. Now, mm. that does not mean that he is going to have a great career as a running back, but what it does mean is he's an incredible athlete. So incredible. he should get the same hype that Richardson is getting. Um, no. Not, he doesn't. He uh, landed in a bad spot. based off athletic score. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we debate the athletic yeah. score all the time because every NFL player is a fucking athlete. <laughs> You're right. Um, and we've seen lots of good athletes that just never turn into anything. If Abanacanda would have ended up somewhere else like Atlanta, that would have been a whole different story. Yeah. Abanacanda is like the type of running back I'll call him looking for a reason. So like you're looking for a reason on why you might want to roster this guy. The athletic score is a reason. Like he's extremely athletic. He was more athletic than everyone in his draft class. Stash him. You can't build around him. You can't use him. But let's say Brees Hall does miss six games and they don't trust Bam. And then, uh, you know, Michael Carter really can't handle the load on his own. And they're like, you know what? We're going to roll this guy out here. He's cheap. We don't owe him any money. He can catch passes, which is he's athletic as fuck. I mean, I've seen worse things happen than put athletes on the field. No. I mean, so, you know, it's just one of those things. In Dynasty, a band of Canada needs to be drafted. Do you need to pay top dollar? No. You, you spend three bucks, five bucks, and then you put them on your roster and you, you say a prayer. There yeah. That's it's it. Just a, it's a lottery ticket. That's it. Yeah. It's a lottery ticket, man. You know? I'm with you. All right. Well, guys, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to us tonight. I know some of that was a little painful. Uh, Wielden, not sure what happened to him. He went off the rails there for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, we brought him back on. He's back on the rails Samaji? for now. <laughs> no, no, not, not, not yet. Not yet. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Not this one. Nah, he's not out yet. I but um, we will be uh, – hopefully every tune tunes back in for our next episode. We are going to try and finish up these running backs because we are now into the number ones. And uh, – Thanks for listening, and we'll be talking to you again really soon.